Hi, Latinos and clinical researchers. Hello, thank you for being here today. We have a special guest, Angelica Castañeda. She is uh, a very special person that I met uh, at my personal <laughs> CRO PPD. Uh, she is doing some really great things and it's a, it's a pleasure to introduce her to you. And so I'm gonna go ahead and pass it over so she can introduce herself. Thank you. Um, thank you for having me. I am um, actually I started PPD. I just celebrated my second year anniversary this month. Um, Congratulations. So thank you. Um, I've been it's amazing because my whole entire career, I've been an executive assistant for over 17 years and I always worked um, for quasi governmental agencies. So coming into pharmaceuticals, I was, you know, intimidated. I didn't know anything. Um, but when I got to PPD, I was like, wow, this is amazing. The work that, that the CROs do in general is amazing. I had no idea. And I just, I jumped right in feet first. And um, we started these uh, business resource groups at PPD. And I, I feel like I'm still kind of finding my way. I'm learning about project management. I'm learning about clinical trials. I'm trying to figure out um, like what direction I want to go with my career because um, two years ago, I also started school. So I'm working on my bachelor's in business and I feel like I'm right. Like all of us, and not just me, but all of us were right in this, this special time where change is about to happen. And either we can lead it, be a part of it, you know, and I feel like that's where I'm at in my life, just period. And being a part of PPD and part of the business resource groups, I'm a co-lead of the Pride Business Resource Group. We're doing some amazing things about diversity and inclusion. Um, you know, it's so funny because we had this conversation the other day. We were talking about... Um, you know, the queer community and how, you know, if somebody feels like somebody um, made them feel a certain type of way, who do you go to? I mean, do you go to your manager? And if you go to your manager, do they have the training to talk to you, to openly talk to you about, you know, how that, that person made you feel? And I feel like right now we're developing that guidance for our people managers so that they can be aware of how to handle situations with the queer community but that also ties into Latinos and the Hispanic BRGs. Like there needs to be more of us there. We need to be able to openly talk about the, you know, our cult our problems that happen within our culture at work, outside of work. And that's what I want to be a part of. And that's, this is why it's so exciting for me because I feel like, you know, I'm in a unique position. I support um, one of the vice presidents in business development, um, and she's so encouraging of my career. She's so excited to have me be a part of. I even talked to her about Latinos in clinical research. And she's like, that's so amazing. You know, let me know how awesome. it goes. She's like, let me know how I can help. So I feel like we're in this position right now where we have these opportunities. And I want to be where I can help us, you know, yes. help our community, help our culture, get more of us inside uh, PPD. I know. Um, one of our calls, I know I, we talked Ashley and we were talking about how one of the ladies said, there's just not people that look like me here at my office. You know, they're Caucasian, they're white males, you know, let's change that. 
that's what I want to do. How can I help that happen? <laughs> awesome. So great. Honestly, there's so many things to unravel with everything you just said. Yeah. I mean, and obviously Latinas in clinical research. So I, I'll get to like the career aspect in a bit, but something I do want to mention that you just said, you know, the whole thing of, um, you know, you want to represent that, you want to bring that to PBD. And, and us as Latinas yeah. in clinical research, we want to bring it to the industry. And on yes. a bigger note, we want to just bring it to the open sphere, right? Because, you know, we hear right. a lot of uh, you know, other ethnicities, but it's it's still very quiet, I think, for the Latinos. And it's, Agreed. if we can make, a, you know, an impression in general on the full sphere, I think that we've, we've done a really great impact. So I thank you so much for saying that. And um, the way that you said it, I think it's one of the first of our interviews that have said it in such a way that I, I just like, it really moved me. Um, and like we had spoken on the side, right? Uh, we discussed mm -hmm. about how, you know, you want to, you want to make impact. You, you're looking for your space and, yeah. and what you want to do. And um, I think, you know, you reaching out to me and, and saying that, Hey, I want to, I want to get involved. I think that was a really great step. And I think that there's a lot of people out there in the industry that probably feel the same way. Right. Um, yeah. But uh, can you tell me more specifically, you know, why, you know, because you're, like you said, you're already part of the PPD Latinos and you're more likely going to be part of the board of the, the growing board. Um, but why externally get involved with Latinos in clinical research outside of your organization? Because I feel like um, I want to be part of the change that happens in our culture. I want to be part of the change. Um, I mean, cl the clinical trials, the clinical research part of it, I mean, so much has happened with the epidemic, just with COVID in general, that's affected our, like my grandmother, my mom, you know, Hispanics in general. Like I want to advocate for those people that, you know, help them get a voice, help them learn about, you know, these, how these clinical trials are going to help them, how CROs in general, what is it that I can do to help bring about that change and help them understand and help the people in my, my own community understand. That's the bigger picture for me. So awesome. Yeah. So, I mean, that's super great. And we're like, so happy to have you here, honestly. It's, it's really <laughs> like, what can I do to I'm, help? Was, Put me to work. <laughs> yes, no, for sure. Yes. It's really um, nice to hear like the internal side of like an organization, what they're doing internally. Cause I don't think we, yeah, you know, they're implementing all these things, but to see it, like hear it from you of exactly like the, the policies that they're putting in place. I definitely commend PPD and that's great that you gave to be part of that. That's amazing. Yeah, it is. And I've never worked for a company before that really um, went out of their way to do stuff like this for their employees. I think, you know, when I worked for um, LCRA, I worked at this quasi-governmental agency. We had like Hispanic Heritage Month and every, we'd get together and have tamales or, and I'm like, it's so much more than that. Our culture is so much more than food. Yes. Although I like that part of it, yeah. but that's, that you're not even, they weren't even scratching the surface on the real systemic problems, even yes. in their own company. And PPD is doing that. And I think that, you know, we can totally help guide them in the right direction when it comes to us. And I say us because it is us. Yeah. Yeah, and I would like to ask, you know, kind of shifting it just a little bit. Um, so you said you were working for a quasi-government. Why the shift into research? Like, what was the, the thing that propelled you to do that? So I actually lost my brother 
Um, I lost my brother uh, to a drug overdose. I had no idea he was even using drugs. And for a while, um, for four years, I think I went through this just complete overhaul of my own self, my mentality, what I wanted, where I want. I mean, I had put school off. I have two, two girls and I, you know, I kept saying, I'm going to go back to school when they graduate. Well, my daughter's graduating college this weekend. So yeah, I I put, I put myself off though, my own needs. And I just thought, you know, I need to change. I need something different. And this was it. And it was just amazing how things happen because I got this amazing job and then this opportunity to go back to school. And it's just like everything, like I'm just meant to be here. That's how I feel. (laughs) Everything in my life happened for a reason that brought me to right where I am right now all the, even the grief and the experience I had working for the, that crazy organization, because it was crazy. (laughs) (laughs) It was fun, but it was crazy, but I I feel like I'm in a really good place right now, mentally and and at work and I'm ready, you know, yeah, for the next stage of my life. Most definitely. Um, And I would ask, so you said you're getting your bachelor's in business. And, Mm -hmm. and so being in the clinical research industry, and then having the background that you have, um, are you planning to, to create your own business, your own site? Are you planning to continue moving up in the tier with PPD or, you know, soon to be, uh, you know, wherever it is that they end up merging, right? (laughs) So, you know, right now, we're with this merger and, you know, my, my boss keeps telling me there's going to be so many opportunities. Like I'm, I'm just, I feel like I'm a sponge. I want to learn everything. I want to learn what CRAs do. I want to learn what the project Mm -hmm. managers do. I want to learn what the people managers do. I've always wanted to be involved in diversity and inclusion and HR type of work, but I feel like I can do all of that right now where I'm at, Mm -hmm. you know, I'd like to take the CRA path. They make crazy money, but I, (laughs) I also know there's a lot of learning that I need to do. Yeah, so I'm, 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 I'm ready. Yeah, I yeah, think and- I think you can do it definitely, and I think you're in the right. It's the right time for you to go any route. It sounds like you have different opportunities that are going to be available to you. So definitely, definitely. Yeah, and, I feel and, that and too. Definitely, definitely, there's like so many great things about being a CRA, but I I do uh, agree with your manager, um, project manager. There is going to be. So, 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 so many, you know, opportunities with this merger and me personally, um, I'm kind of just, you know, waiting so that I can I know. see what steps I can take, right? Because uh, initially I was planning to do the CRA route, but now that I know that there's going to be other pathways, I want to, you know, give myself the opportunity, right? So I, I think what you're doing is amazing and I commend you, you know, for your path that you've taken and how you got here. Obviously it wasn't an easy path and I'm so mm-hmm. glad that you feel like you found your place and yourself and um, you know anything that Latinos in clinical research can do to to help you feel like you're providing more to your community um, we'd love more than anything to you know get you involved for sure thank you at least one I wanted to get there (laughs) tell me how I can help us Uh, were you going to say something Monica (laughs) great yeah I have I mean I'm kind of of curious how you ended up in research because I know you you mentioned that I mean uh, what happened to you unfortunately and I'm sorry to hear that mm-hmm. uh, okay. but how 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 was the I mean what was the the the, the actual um, situation how how it happened because it's I mean I'm, I'm, I'm plus you ended up 
working for a, a, a company, mm -hmm. a big company, and not and not just in any position. Yeah. <laughs> so uh -huh. I think it will be a, a amazing if you share this with with everybody because a lot of sure. people, especially our community, sometimes it's scared to take that step to apply to an organization that seems overwhelming or that seems intimidating, like you shared just recently that it was intimidating for you, mm -hmm. even that you had a, a lot of experience working with the government. And, right. and I think it would be encouraging and, and also uh, motivating to hear, to hear your, your, your whole story. Sure. Um, honestly I feel like it was by the grace of God um I felt like for a minute there just personal for a second I just felt a little lost and I didn't really know what direction I, I didn't know if I wanted to stay where I was at if I wanted I mean because there's so many opportunities in Austin to get involved with the tech industry um Google's here Amazon I mean all these things but then um a friend of mine was like, have you ever thought about looking at PPD? And I was like, no, what is that? <laughs> and so I was really intimidated because I knew nothing about clinical trials or research or any of that. And then um, I looked at the job description and I'm like, you know what? I can learn this. I can do this. I could do this with my eyes closed kind of thing. <laughs> I mean, manage, I'm an executive assistant. I have one VP, one executive director, and two directors. And I, I manage their calendars, but the job is so much more than that. And I've learned, you know, um, so many different things about this industry that, I mean, we help so many people. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I think it's super beneficial that you, and that you mentioned that because I think a lot of people assume that, you know, I can only go X, Y, Z route, but look, you know, you're in your position now, executive assistant, um, and you have opportunities to branch out. So it doesn't matter, you know, where you get your foot in, so long as you get your foot in and make things yeah. happen for yourself. And I think it's really great and super amazing that, you know, you had that opportunity and that it just worked out for you so well. Um, and I honestly believe it's because you had the confidence to look at the description and be like, you know what, this is, I mean, yes, the company is intimidating or however you want to look at it, but yeah, this, I can do this. Like I can do this, Definitely. So, you know, I'll be fine. And I think once you have that type of confidence going in, it just kind of, um, super easy well not super easy but like you know it just makes you it makes yeah. it easier right? and you never really stop learning so I mean I knew there was going to be a little bit of a learning curve but it took like six months yeah and now I mean it now we're changing yet again we're evolving into this whole different company like so everything we're all learning right we never when did when did we stop right <laughs> <laughs> I know it's always always it's always on the go uh when you're in research, it's, you never stop learning, regardless of what level, right? Site level where Judy and Monica are, and uh, us when we're in CRO, it's just a constant, a constant rotating thing. It's always going. <laughs> and I do have a question because of being an mm -hmm. executive assistant, I'm sure, you know, you mentioned you manage their calendars for the different um, directors, but are, do you get exposed to different therapeutic areas? Are you working in specific one based on, or just ever different ones? I work in neuroscience um, and our th the neuroscience therapeutic unit. So we have ophthalmology, um, MS. I mean, there's just so many different With facets to it. Yeah. Sorry. I didn't know how to say that. 
couldn't get it out. <laughs> um, so, um, and then we recently um, had another group join us, uh, the CTMs. Uh, we got a whole new like part of the organization that joined neuroscience. So I'm learning more about what they do as well. So, I mean, it's evolving <laughs> like fast. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's pretty interesting. I mean, I'm personally super interested because it's, um, it's a different tier within the organization that I honestly haven't, you know, really dabbled too much in or heard much about. So I'm, I'm pretty curious and I'm sure I'll get to ask you more questions on the side since, oh, you know, sure, for we sure. work with each other. <laughs> for sure. Um, Angelica, thank you so much. I actually think uh, uh, the your path is totally different to the others we have here in the past. So I think it's, it's um, like I was saying, it's motivating and it's encouraging to other people that probably never considered this industry because, uh, I mean, it seems intimidating, but at the end mm -hmm. of the day, it's just like any other industry. Uh, mm -hmm. But the, the, the possibilities mm -hmm. in this one um, especially right now, are endless. <laughs> so it's like the sky is the limit, and and um, and then on top of that, uh, the the impact that we have out there, uh, but by being part of this industry is, is great. It's just amazing. Uh, we're mm -hmm. we're working towards improving quality of life. Yes. So, thank you. Yes. Thank you for thank sharing. You. This yeah, point. and I think. <laughs> Exactly what Monica said, because we were actually on a phone call yesterday, and I think one of the things that came up and continues to come up is how do I get into clinical research when I have no experience in clinical research, um, but you have experience maybe in something else exactly like you did. You were an executive assistant for so many years, you just took those skills and came into this new industry, but you're still doing like a lot of the stuff you used to do oh, before, yeah, right? Oh, yeah, Definitely. And I think um, people don't understand that necessarily, that the skills they already have, they can bring it into clinical research and learn as they go, you know, and hopefully get in somehow and then keep going up. Absolutely. Yeah, awesome. Yeah, that's great. So um, I was just wondering, Hanika, so as like as a Latina now in the research industry, um, and the because the, you said you've been here for now going on like two years within that organization, right? Mm -hmm. um, so for you personally, the, the bit that you, you've learned, um, what do you feel are some of the biggest, you know, uh, fallbacks in regards to, you know, Latinos and being in, in involvement within the industry, both on the patient or subject side or within, you know, the actual, you know, work industry? I feel like there's not, a, not enough of us. There's not enough. And I think maybe it's driven by fear because they don't understand um, how they can help or how we play a role in how some of these uh, medications or studies or, um, you know, how the end result of all of it and how this helps our communities in general. You know, I think there's needs to be a lot of education um, and I don't feel like there's enough of that, you know, because even talking to my mom, she's a four-time cancer survivor and she was like, wow, you know, I know that the industry has come, you know, the pharmacy industry has come a long way. She goes, I don't think I would be here if it hadn't. She goes, but I didn't understand any of this when I was sick. You know, nobody explained, you know, in depth, you know, what, how any of this worked or what I would be going through. And I can imagine, you know, like my grandmother, when she got COVID, she didn't understand. We had to, you know, we need to educate, we need to help. And I think that that's where it's lacking. 
to a degree. I know that, uh, you know, that's a common factor that Judy always touches on as she's very passionate about that aspect. You know, it's definitely, it's definitely an issue. You know, it's a language yeah, barrier, it is. cultural barrier, you know, uh, explaining barrier. I mean, I know for my mom, you know, she's, she's bilingual. She speaks very perfect Spanish and very perfect English. Um, but even for her, when I tried to talk to her about research, she's just like, She's like, um, okay, like, <laughs> you know, like that, I really don't understand, but that sounds good, you know, kind of a thing. Yeah. And, and, you know, so I know that if, you know, you take your time and you teach and you give resources, it's different, but look, you know, let's be real, right. When, when physicians are seeing patients, you know, you're on a time, I mean, I come from a clinical background, you're on a time span minute, you know, especially oh, yeah. if you're in a rural area and the doctor has X amount of patients that they see because there's only X amount of doctors in the area. So, you know, um, resources are super, super key. Yeah. And then this is obviously where sponsors, heroes and all that, they, they come into play. Right. Right. You know, hopefully, you know, for instance, you and I, we get to be a part of the PPD uh, BRG for Latinos. Um, Hopefully we can definitely be help make strides in that aspect with, with our CRO and, and I think so make a difference. Yeah. I think we can. Most definitely. And, and for sure, hopefully we can even find a way that we can work together both uh, internally PPD as well external externally. But um, I mean, I feel very confident in, in your uh, passion for this and for wanting to be involved with the community and and being involved with clinical research. So we really want to make sure that we find a way to get you involved and, and we'll be speaking. I mean, unfortunately, Dan and Chris couldn't be here today, um, but I know that they'll be watching and they'll love everything you said. Um, and we will really be looking to get you involved with us, maybe as an ambassador, something that you are obviously. I would love to, to do doing. that. Yeah, I would love to do that. Well, Monica and Judy, do you have any other questions before we close it off? No, I mean, just to add, I think to what you said about the educational part. So I work in a community where it's a large Hispanic 70% community, smaller town, rural town, and we Mm -hmm. also have limited services. But I think um, there has to be a connection between clinical research centers and providers, community clinics, more education, educating them on clinical research, what it's about that in the community, because I think, and at the same time, the patients, the patients should be more aware of the options in their community, aside from, you know, the regular doctors that they know of, there's clinical trials, that's another option. Option. Um, right. But at the same time, getting, we do need more of us in the industry. So getting to um, our gender, our, our like Latinos, but it, at a younger, um, like when they start, like pretty much in high school, you know, already right. telling them about research in high school, yes. in community college, in these technical programs, start introducing it. And that's what we're starting to do little by little. And we plan to do more. But I think on the CRO sponsor side, it would be great if they can, um, you know, I know you're going to be working on these groups, but that's a suggestion to work with a younger generation and educate them about clinical research and get into high schools and do presentations. Um, And that's something that can definitely bring a lot more people into this industry in the future. I agree. For sure. Most definitely. Uh, And Monica, I don't know, I know you're on the floor right now, but did you have anything you wanted to add before we close out? I just want to say thank you. Thank you. Thank you for your time. Thank you for sharing your story with us. Thank you. Uh, And thank you for for being part of this industry and be uh, passionate about our uh, culture and about diversity. Mm -hmm. Yes, absolutely. Thank you so much. 
Thank you for yeah. having me. <laughs> yes, for sure. Thank you so much. And we will definitely be in touch. We're going to see okay. exactly how we can get you involved. But thank you. And please okay. continue to spread the word. Those who are watching this webinar, um, thank you so much for tuning in. Uh, follow Angelica, follow her path, Yay! see what she's doing, ask her questions, reach out. Um, make a connection because connections take you a long way, especially in this industry. Um, okay. If you have not already liked or joined Latinos in Clinical Research, please do so via uh, LinkedIn as well as latinosinclinicalresearch.com and go subscribe so you can get updates on all the upcoming events. Um, we are having our next live webinar. Uh, I believe it is, let me get the exact date, next Tuesday, May the 18th. Okay, do not miss out. We will be having a post on our LinkedIn uh, and we look forward to seeing all of y'all there. Thank you so much and, and have Thank a great you. day. Thank you. You too. Bye.